Welcome back to Made in March. Today is Thursday, February 27th. Wesley, how many days until Selection Sunday? We got 17 days left. Bingo. We're coming in. We are coming in hot, and we've got a great episode for you today. Um, We're bringing back the mailbag segment. We had you guys submit questions via our Instagram, Made in March Podcast, underscores between every word. Luke, want to start it off? Um, Definitely. So... We asked you to send in our mailbag question, your mailbag questions, as we said, but we've also decided to do a special feature for you guys, counting down to Selection Sunday. So each day after today that we get closer to Selection Sunday, tomorrow's 16 days, the next one 15, 14, etc., uh, we will post uh, the best 16 seed of all time and how they did in the tournament, the best 15 seed of all time that we think how they did in the tournament, and etc. You go down the list. So... Without further ado. So stay tuned for that one. Stay tuned. Um, we will start with two Marquette questions that we got. Kind of combine them into one, but I'll shout them both out. Uh, David.EngelKing. Marquette Seat said, Marquette Seton Hall, what should I expect when I go to this game? And then Griffin underscore dot long said, what seed do you think Marquette will get due to their recent struggles? And this this question, I assume, was asked before the ass whooping of Georgetown last night. Um, <laughs> I got that one wrong, but yep. yeah, no. I, you called Georgetown now, and that one that was, was a bad pick. Bad, bad pick, but so first of all, David, have fun at the game. Uh, Marquette Seton Hall should be a good one. Top of the Big East should good be battle. fireworks between uh, Miles Powell and Marcus Howard. Yeah, such a fun matchup. Hopefully I hope they, they, hopefully they drop don't 30 drop plus. forty. Yeah, yeah, thirty plus. Hopefully, yep. Uh, so, how would you like to answer? Resident that? Marquette truther, Alex. Yes, tell us. Um, right now I think Marquette's right in between the 6-7 line. Um, obviously the win against Georgetown helps, but they did suffer three losses right before that. Um, currently they are 12-9 and nine in Q1 and Q2 games. Pretty solid with a top 10 strength of schedule. And so therefore I they think... They really have a top 10 strength of schedule? They do. Wow. I think they have, they still have two games against, um, they have a game against DePaul and St. John's. So I believe that Marquette can get to that sixth line, and if they beat Seton Hall and win a couple games in Big East tourney, they could even see themselves on a five on a five line like last year. Do they want to be at a five line? I think they want to be at a six. Bad juju from last year being on the I'm five. It, yeah. Am I hearing Marquette versus SFA? <sighs> I know who I'd be picking in that game. SFA. I would be picking SFA all day, but I don't really see. I don't see that as a possibility. I see Marquette, as Alex said, I don't see them getting up to a five. I think six, seven is kind of where I see them falling. And to answer the first part of the question, I mean, Marquette versus Seton Hall. Miles Powell. That's going to be a great game. Marcus Howard. Mm -hmm. So fun to watch. And it's senior night, right? Senior night. Last time. The Fiserv is going to be absolutely bumping. Yeah. So Marcus got a little extra to play for if he didn't already have that. So David.EngelKing, you might be going to see the best game of Marquette season. The biggest game of Marquette season this year. Which I That's actually think Marquette will win. I don't think it'll be super easy, but hopefully what you're going to see is a lot of Marcus Howard, a lot of Miles My- Powell, with a hint of Quincy McKnight and Spedmed. <laughs> maybe a little bit more than a hint of Spedmed. Yeah. Um, we want maybe, a full-blown... Maybe a Spedmed <laughs> domination, or, or will Theo John stop Spedmed? Never. Theo will be on the big man, Romero Gill. Oh, that is a tough It's going to be a block fest, too. Also look out for that. Yeah. Um, and then we have a question coming from, oh, I forgot to say what seed. I see him as a sixth seed. I think they win this one against Seton Hall. You in agreement with that one, Wesley? I would agree with the Seton six, Hall. Six I, I, actually, I think they might lose to the Johnnies, but I think they can make it fairly far in the Big East tournament. So mm-hmm. the sixth line is pretty good for me. I don't the think Johnnies do have Marquette's seven. number. 
They do. Yes. Uh, then we have a question coming from Memphis Content. Where do you see Jalen Green going? So Jalen Green is a pretty big recruit. Is he a five star? I believe so. Yeah. Gotta be. Um, and he's more or less narrowed down his options to most people are assuming right now that it's either going to be Auburn or Memphis. I mean, there are obviously mixed reports, but 247 Sports has him heavily favored to go to Auburn. So interpret that as you will. But I honestly see him going to Memphis. Penny has proven to be a good recruiter. Whether he's paying his recruits or not, we're, we're not really sure. We're leaning towards paying. But, <laughs> yep. but that's a better question to ask Jalen Green himself. Obviously, we really yeah. don't know what he's thinking right now. We but can't read his mind, unfortunately. <laughs> we cannot. <laughs> we will see. But great question from Memphis Content. Great account. Go give him a follow. I think he'll go to Memphis, too. And I think Penny Hardaway is a good recruiter. He brought in a good class. So hopefully they make it to the big dance. Uh, maybe if they start a hot streak here, that'll affect his decision a little bit. However, um, I do think that Auburn could be a better choice. But uh, the AAC has looked stronger this year than in past years. So that might be an influence of his decision as well. Agreed. And moving on to the next question, we have Tcool underscore 15, T-K-U-H-L underscore 15. Who is the most biased of the people who are on the podcast? Please debate. So I'd like to field this one first. I would say it's probably Charlie or me, for sure. I'm, I'm not exactly sure who's number one, but I mean, Charlie's got his SFA, Explain. his hatred of Maryland. Hey, uh, I've softened up on my hatred of Maryland. Admit it. I have kind of softened up on my hatred of Maryland. It took a lot for you to do. It did take a lot. It took months. It took months. But I definitely say that I can be biased because when I have a team, it's hard to get off of them. So. Shout out SMU ponies. S- I'm still oh, on God. SMU. I'm still on SMU. All right. Do we all three want to field this one together? I think we do. I think so. Three, two, one. <laughs> Luke. It's pretty self-explanatory here. Luke, I mean, the ponies, Q-Smoke. mode. Samuelson State. Oh, he, like, there are times when he's he knows he's wrong, but he loves fighting. Yeah. So we're all, we're all a little biased here. Like, oh, I'm not gonna completely discredit Luke's take. I mean, I am fairly biased myself, but here's the difference. Okay, I'm biased about a team that's actually good. Stephen F. Austin. Okay, they're easily the bell of the ball when Maryland? it comes to the Southland Conference. No, Mar- what do you mean you're biased about a team but, that's actually okay, you're biased you're, against Maryland? That, yeah, I'm not saying I'm perfect here. But when someone picks an argument with me saying that Stephen F. Austin's not going to win the Southland Conference, like, I don't know if you want me to just stand idly by or not. But we've, at the end of the day, we've all got our biases here at Maiden March. I mean, yeah. Alex the loves his Marquette teams. Golden Eagles. Yeah. Wesley loves his Badgers. Luke loves his Hawkeyes. I no, love Wesley, Wesley loves the Hawkeyes more than I do this year. Yeah, that actually is a very strange It's very strange. Yeah, it's kind of like we've kind of flipped roles here. Yeah, I am, not, weird. I am not a Badger advocate. I'd like yep. to make that abundantly clear. That is clear. clear the Iowa role is flipped. But that's a, fun, uh, that's a fun question from, who is that? T cool underscore 15. T cool underscore 15. Uh, and then we have a question from Nolan Burke. Shout out Nolan. He's been on all of our mailbags. He's yes, been de- very devout listener. Um, he Active says, follower. who is a current non-ranked team each of you believe could cause some mayhem in March? Alex, would you like to start this one off? I've got two teams. I'm going to start off by saying Arizona as Ooh. my first team, mm-hmm. just because they've, they've started to play a little better as of late, and they have a lot of talent. And then the second team, Illinois. Yeah, I was going to Strong say showing yeah. in That's Big Ten guess. conference play, and they have Io, who coming down the stretch is very scary. And I think they should be ranked, which is... 
probably I guess it's kind of like an easy pick I'd say to pick yeah. Illinois, but it's a fair pick because they've been dominant in Big Ten and they've really come out of nowhere just this whole season. Like preseason, I'm sure they were probably bottom three of the Big Ten where they've been for years, and here we are. They're uh, barely out of the top twenty-five and could easily win two or two plus games in March. Yeah, I'd say. I'll back that one up too. I mean. They would be ranked right now if Io DeSumo hadn't gotten hurt for them yep. a week or two back. And they went on like a little three-game skid without him. But now he's back. And they're winning healthy, big games. And they're, they're winning big. I could see Illinois definitely making some noise come March. Let's do a little temperature check on this other team I thought of. LSU. Yeah, no. I like LSU. They, they've, been, they've been bad as of late. And but they have the guys. That's what I, yeah, I would have mentioned them too. They have the guys. Yep. They, their, their defense is atrocious though. Like, it's one of the hardest. I can't watch them play defense. Like, it's like you turn the TV off and then turn it back on and they go back on. It's, <laughs> it's impossible. So, I'm going to sh- shout out a different one at you guys. So, I definitely agree with Illinois. I think Arizona could win a game or two. But Illinois, I'm not as high in Arizona as Illinois. Illinois could make a run, but also the Virginia Cavaliers. I think Alex agrees with you. I'm looking up I'm the wall of board predictions. And the only thing that scares me with Virginia is if they get, right now they're trending towards that, like, 9-10 seed. If they get a ten seed, I don't, I don't know if they could knock off like a two seed Florida State, even though they do match up well. But other uh, two they beat seeds Florida like, State earlier this year. So what do you okay. mean you don't know if they could knock them off? Okay, but <laughs> other two seeds such as Creighton, um, oh, not Maryland, Creighton. like no. I don't know. I I just think it would be a tough matchup. But if they get an eleven seed, which is very possible, maybe win the six, the against six seed and then beat the three seed, I could see it happening. Or what if they get an 8-9 game and then they get to play San Diego State? No, no, no. That's reserved for Xavier, yeah. I thought, Luke. This is, this I, mean, I mean, one team only. <laughs> if Xavier or in Virginia play in the 8-9 matchup, wow. So you guys... What a, what a conundrum we would have there. <laughs> um, <laughs> so you guys kind of see Virginia going far. Just to give a little context, Wesley and I I'm not, do I not think, see it. I think... Oh, great I'm, coach. I just... I don't... Their offense is... The talent unbearable. isn't what it's... It's kind of like Virginia. UNC. Well, then, just the ACC, except for a few teams, but it's tough to watch. They need Virginia, this their style of play. They need at least one guy who can get a bucket. And right now, I would say they don't really have that guy. Mamade Dikite is a good player. And Kike Clark, Clark, we'll get into it, but he oh. hit a clutch, like not quite a buzzer beater. There was two seconds left. But like a go-ahead three, that was huge. But they're winning by three, two, yeah. three points every Scoring game. 50. If you want to call that, they they know how to win. You can do that, but but you can if also a team were to get hot, it's they are losing first round. Yeah, I'm not fully on Virginia. I haven't been since the beginning of the season. However, I think with the right draw, with the way they their defense plays, it depends on what offensive and defensive scheme that they face. So I think that they there's about a fifty percent chance that they could get a good draw. But if they get a bad draw, then I'm a little then I'm a little bit more shaky on them. You can say that about uh, a lot of teams, though. Fair. <laughs> you could, but it's unique to Virginia given how good their defense is yeah. time in or yeah. time, time. They've in definitely game. got a shtick, like not that many yes, teams have. Exactly. Uh and then we have Jarek Avila twelve asking us Texas Tech basketball opinion. So we talk about shticks. Texas Tech, don't really know their shtick right now. I don't either. But I don't like them this year. I had a very, very bold prediction saying that they're gonna go to the Elite Eight. And they just it's kind of aging like milk right now. It's kind of aging like milk. I don't know. It's not <laughs> looking very good. They did not play well against Oklahoma. I mean, you look at Texas Tech's resume. They really only have two wins that they can really hang their hat on. And that's one of against, impressive. That's against Louisville when Louisville was number one in the nation. And West Virginia when they were 12th in the nation. But 
as we've kind of come to we the conclusion, we know West Virginia sucks. We know West Virginia yeah. kind of sucks. Yeah. But as of late, and this is what's kind of giving me pause for concern with them, they've lost to Okie State and Oklahoma, both the Oklahoma teams. Not I do good. not think either of these teams not are good. good. Or will make the tournament and, even. And Oklahoma will. Oklahoma will probably make the tournament, I would say. But Oklahoma State is absolutely not, not making, making the, the tournament. tournament. And Oklahoma is going to be on the line. Wesley, so. the reason that I think, I don't want to speak for you, but that you really started buying into Texas Tech is when their offense is on, watch out because yeah. it is a show to behold. Exactly. But, but it's an on-off switch. There's really no, like, in between. Yeah. It's, it's on or it's off. And they're going to score and 90 or they're going to score Oklahoma, 60. Versus Oklahoma, oh my goodness, was it off. It was painful to watch. It was, it was bad. It was Jemais a turn off the TV. Did not of. attempt a field goal in the first yeah. half. Yeah, that can't happen. That's just not okay. So, I, I'm, I'm probably closer to your side than I am to uh, Luke and Alex's side. That I think Texas Tech could be decent off. in March. Mm-hmm. Just because they have the, their coaches, I believe. Yeah, they, they got Chris Beard, and, and last got, year, just like they've got some good pieces on that team. Mm-hmm. But I would not put it past Texas Tech to not even win a game in March Madness. Yeah, they could really do anything on it. So they could win three, four games, or they could win none. That's how I kind of see it right now. So they're kind of like Virginia in that aspect, would you say? I see no way that Virginia wins three or four nope. games in March. So Never. Absolutely not. All right. Uh, and then our last question comes to us from Q Rowie 2. Thoughts on Penn State? I love Penn State. I've been saying it the whole season. I said it before that they were hyped up by mainstream media and ESPN. I love Lamar Stevens. I love Mike Watkins. And I think Miles Dredd is starting I, to play I was well. going to throw out that so, name too. So I think especially getting a – Kind of a third scorer there, or a third impact player, a third really. key piece. A third key piece to that team. Miles Dredd is starting to fill that role, and oh boy, Penn State could be scary if Miles Dredd plays well down the stretch. They have the big three, kind of, sort of, sort of say. Yeah, the mentality of sorts. Mentality. Penn State barely beat Rutgers last night. We're gonna get into that later, so I'm not gonna. Rutgers still a good team though. Yes, I'm not gonna try to share too many of my thoughts on that one right now, but. You know, before that game, they had lost two straight to Indiana and Illinois. Both good and teams. And so, yeah, yeah, it's it's Big Ten. You're going to lose in the Big Ten. But when you look at when you look at their team and you see Lamar Stevens averaging 17.5 points per game, got Mike Watkins shooting 55% from the field. Obviously, he's a he's a bigger man down and there. And a rim defender. Yeah, yeah, rim defender. And Miles Dredd, he was the guy who hit the dagger three to beat Rutgers. They, if it wasn't for him, they would not have won that game. I I like the pieces that Penn State has, and. I think they can make a pretty deep run in March. They got to put it together though. They all got to be playing well, because I think one of them, like Lamar Stevens, has been playing well all season, but Mike Watkins and Miles Dredd have kind of been on and off, I'd say, so to speak. But I think if all three are playing well, they could have a real chance to make some noise. I'm not. I don't know. Penn State for me, it kind of right in the middle. I don't know if they have like the tournament experience. Obviously, they have a really good player in Lamar Stevens, but. Like they've they've proven that they're a quality team. They're doing really well in Big Ten play. Just some like they don't really pass the eye test for me personally. What do we think the ceiling is for Penn State? Elite eight. Elite eight. Ceiling. Luke, I agree with elite eight. I I'll make it four. I think elite eight as well. They can't get. They're not making. Do we think? Four. And now if we're talking about, so we mentioned their ceiling floor for Penn State. One win. Bump in the first. One round. win. What? No. I don't see him getting bumped two first hooms. round. One win. Two hooms. One win. 
What mid-major team can Lamar Stevens not if take over get, that's under SFA? If they get a four seed and they are matched up with a zippity doodah on the 13 line. Oh, no. That might be the only team. A, okay, ha- a Hofstra on the 13 line. Stephen you know, I'm liking the way you're thinking. I just don't <laughs> yes. think it's going to be Penn State that will lose <laughs> but, to them. I think it's going to be West Virginia that loses oh, to Hofstra. Yes. I, like I think there are mid-major teams that can bump Penn State up there. I don't know. I just really don't see it. I think Penn State's too well-rounded to get bumped in the first round. Could it happen? Absolutely. I, ooh, but I really don't see it. And without further ado, we will get into our game recap. Mailbag segment went well. Please submit as many questions as you can. Uh, next mailbag, which is going to be down the road, time TBD, to be determined for the lame man. And we're absolutely going to have one like a day or two before like the first March Madness games yep. where you can submit all your questions like, am I crazy for thinking SFA is going to be making a Final Four run? And I'll be like, absolutely not. You're not crazy. <laughs> yes. So stay tuned for that. That's going to be a fun mailbag segment. Like that'll post, be a, that yeah. will be its own episode. Yeah, I think it will too. Post election Sunday, a day yeah. or two after. I mean, like right that. now we're at a pretty consistent two times per week. We're going to be upping it. And once Selection Sunday hits, you can expect a podcast every day. Yep. I agree. Uh... Getting into the games to recap, starting Monday, biggest game of the night, 11 Louisville at 6 Florida State. I had Florida State in this one. Wesley had Florida State in this one. Yep. Did you guys both have Louisville? I did not. I was the only one to to pick Louisville. You were the only one to pick Louisville. Okay, so Louisville did start hot. They looked really good. They looked really good, but home court advantage here really helped out Florida State in the second half because once they got momentum, you knew it was not going away. Once they got the Florida State war chant going, uh, check out our Instagram, by the way. Then great, it's, great it's, it's over when they get that Then it's over, <laughs> yes. Um, thoughts on this game? I mean, to your point, Louisville won on an eight-minute uh, field goal drought. Yeah. And that's credit to Florida State's defense. It is, absolutely. That's what I was about was to say. on, what, like a 17-0 run at one point in the second half? It yeah, was FSU really was just – there. we mentioned it time and time again. FSU is a big team. They have some units out there. Mm-hmm. And I personally don't think that this is a really good matchup for Louisville. Nope, because Louisville, they kind of take advantage of the smaller teams too. That's how they dominate games, and FFCU is just too big. I think they're probably the biggest team in the country, I would argue, yeah. all around. Long arms does equal rebounds. You're right, Throw back to our first episode. Uh, then, Charlie, I'm sorry I persuaded you to pick West Virginia in this one because you originally had Texas. <laughs> yeah. Wesley and Shaka's Wesley, signature win. Not Wesley a signature and Alex win. Had Texas. This is Shaka's signature win. win. This, this is, is why he will be. West Virginia sucks. This is why Shaka Smart is going to be the coach of Texas <laughs> next year, whether yeah. you agree with it or not. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> this shouldn't be too much of a signature win, but I don't think that's how the board is going to see it when they're evaluating Shaka Smart. They're going to be like, yeah, you know, another decent season, over 500, making the school look all right. That's that's all we need to keep the revenue coming in. So, I mean, both these teams aren't good. You want to hear a stat that is going to knock your socks off? Rail your boots. West Virginia is 1-17 in their last 18 Big 12 road games. That obviously the dates is... back to last year. Yeah, yeah. But still, that's like Rutgers' level of bad. Yeah, like if road. we want to roast Rutgers and say, oh, Rutgers shouldn't get in the tournament because of their road record, Rutgers which is a, a West very fair criticism. But then you look at West Virginia. If it wasn't for their weak out-of-conference road wins, they would be in the exact same situation yeah, as Rutgers. Rutgers had a tough out-of-conference. Yeah. I don't know if they, they maybe played one or two out-of-conference road games, if that. Their only road win in Big 12 play this year was at Oklahoma State. That doesn't count. And the Big 12 yeah. is not even... And the Big 12, <laughs> and the Big 12 has your teams like Kansas State, Missouri, yeah. teams that you should beat, TCU. That, 
like that's a crazy stat. Like Alex, you are our resident bracketologist. And you were you were drawing up the seeds the other day. You have West Virginia on what, the five line? I have them as on the five line right now. Now just looking at their resume, they do have five quad one wins and like according to Kempom, I think they have the fourteenth um hardest strength of schedule. So just looking at the numbers, like it doesn't look that bad. They do yeah. have a few But as of recent a few bad losses and not so great wins, but they're they're up there in the net. So that's I'm not yeah, I'm not trying to roast your ranking, but all right, let's let's go forward in time a little bit. It is the first day of March Madness. We are all excited. West Virginia is on the five line playing a very good major twelve uh, very good mid major twelve seed. Picking the twelve. I'm picking the twelve. Every day of the week. Eight out of seven days of the week I'm picking <laughs> the twelve. Depends for me. I'm ninety five percent sure I'm picking the yeah, twelve. Yeah, unless it's a team I unless absolutely Unless it's maybe despise. a Steven of Boston. Okay. That I, was that was just a poke the bear right there. There was no other. I'm gonna pretend there. I didn't hear that. <laughs> I would actually probably pick SFA over West Virginia, given the history of West Virginia. You would against SFA. No yes, way, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, you're right. The history. Yeah. Well, I mean, SFA has done it as a 14 versus a three seeded West Virginia. Bob so. Huggins doesn't understand these games. He just doesn't. <laughs> he does not. <laughs> oh, the only thing he understands are ribs and burgers. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that was a we move. We move on to. <laughs> The battle in the Big Ten tonight, Nebraska ball at Illinois. Nebraska ball is now 7-20 and after losing this game. Illinois wins 71-59. Illinois looked a lot better. They're starting to look a lot better. They have five people in double figures, one of them off the bench. Uh, Kofi Coburn gets back to, like, his usual self, had a double-double. Io had 18. So, looking good. But the main reason I mentioned this game, yep. Nebraska ball just got a new transfer, Wesley. Colby King. Imagine that, leaving a Badgers team where you were averaging the second highest points per game on the team, a team that's going to make the tournament, and deciding to transfer to a team that is second to last in the Big Ten and is not going to make the tournament. Well, this is slightly comical. This is due in part to uh, Fred Hoiberg Fred being Hoiberg. the new coach at Nebraska. Hoiberg's, Hoiberg's going to turn he that is program around years. next He is. Years. I agree, Luke. He's but the... Kobe King is going to be a junior next year, I'm He's going to be sure. the feature of Nebraska ball. The key feature. I believe Hanif is also a senior right now, isn't he? I don't know, but Hanif, <laughs> Hanif. He, he, led the, he led them in points, uh, Marquette transfer. So, But yeah, Nebraska's a solid place to recruit, actually, if you've never been on their campus. It's pretty nice. Um, good college town, and it's in the Big Ten, which has been really good, so recruits are going to want to come play at that level. Uh, and Fred Hoiberg's the perfect coach to do it. Does, He's the king of getting transfers. That does, was always his thing at Iowa State. Does this surprise you that Kobe King went to an, another Big Ten school? No. Not at all. I think butt. a little bit. Because I heard rumors that he was going to go to, like... It surprises me a little bit. I heard, I heard rumors he was going to go to, like, UNLV. So, I mean, I, this kind of just came places, out of the blue. But, I don't know. It's a yeah. bit surprising to it, me. I thought he was going to stay in the Big Once again, we kind of mentioned this with the whole question about Jalen Green... Kobe King knows what he should do for his future a little bit more than we do, so yeah. I'm not going to criticize. If he, he wants to go Fair. somewhere where he's the feature player, playing he's against good right. competition, then he's so doing that way right. he's always the one on the highlight reel. Yep. Um, and then we, our last game of the night is Oklahoma State at one Kansas. Kansas wins fifty or eighty three to fifty eight. This was a butt whooping. It was close for a while in the first half. Uh, for what, like maybe five seconds? No, no the, the, the first half was close. When Oklahoma State time. was up two zero, <laughs> but then wow, Kansas. Went on a tear in the second half with a second half score of, get this, 48-33. It's, 
I mean, 50 and a half, pretty much. That's it's tough to lose if you're scoring. And a ton of those are garbage time points. Kansas played their walk ons for about five minutes that game. Yeah, I mean, come on, that's now. geek. Uh, for Dayton at George Mason moving into Tuesday. I thought George Mason was going to win It was actually closer one. than I thought. It was, it was a very close game. Much Dayton closer. pulls away with it at the end. 6-2-55. Dayton's a good team. Yeah. You are I mean, correct. You totally called that that was going to be a close game. I'll give you credit for that one, Luke. Obi Toppin continues to dominate. Like, there's just nothing else to say. If he doesn't win mm-hmm. Wooden Player of the Year, I don't know who. That's a, just a disgrace. Luke would like love to argue that, I'm sure. First of all, Luca Garza. Oh, obviously, yes, right but there. right now, I personally, I would say yes, he should totally be in the conversation, but the ESPN and whoever Let's be else... Real, those are the top two candidates. Yes. Yeah. But, I don't but think like, anyone, people are not giving Garza like, any credit, and it actually like kind of makes Are, we, are we talking about Even wooden, as, wooden player, right? Yeah, yes. wooden player of the year. I think Lamar Stevens should be included in that debate. Just saying. <laughs> That's he, a hard that's disagree a for me. I he love Lamar Stevens. He but. did just drop nine at home against Rutgers. Okay, that was one bad game. One bad game out of how many? Luke, you're, you're not going to win the argument of saying Lamar Stevens should be in wooden player of the year conversations. You're yeah. just not. <laughs> we had him as the most underrated player, not best player. Yeah, I think this is like going a little too far. He's up there. He should at least be a third-team All-American. But that's beside the point. We get, we get down to the next game. Wake Forest yes, sir. at home. They tried to choke it in regular overtime and in regulation pretty much, but they win in Dominated double overtime, 113 to 101 over the Duke Blue Devils. I still believe in Duke. Duke had everybody pretty much fall out in this game. Yeah. Vernon Carey, uh, Javin Delorier, and there's one other guy. Delorier sucks. He does suck, <laughs> but he is a he is Hackasaurus Rex is what he is. But hey, true. let's give Wake a little credit. I mean, Brandon Childress clutch down the was so clutch. All six of his field goals came in overtime. He ended up scoring like That's 17 insane. points or something like that, maybe 20 points. I don't even really know. But all six of his field goals were in overtime. And, you know, this has obviously been a tough year for Wake Forest and Brandon Childress. And did you guys watch his uh, post-game interview? You got a feel for the kid. He was so emotional. He was just, like, crying. He's like, he's, he's like, I pray five times a day and... You know, I just want to thank God. Like, it was really heartfelt. Like, you could, like, really feel it for the kid. And then afterwards, like, the fans picked him up and just, like, carried him. It was, it was such a cool, cool scene. That's a cool scene. This Duke team, I feel like if, if they get on the two line, if you're sitting in that 7-10 matchup and you win that game, you're sitting pretty. I disagree 100%. Unless it's the right... Seven ten team. I'm not sure who that would be necessarily. Duke suffered a well, lot if you look, of bad look losses. Look at Duke's losses. Wake Forest yeah. did shoot fifty five percent from three. They've got losses to Wake, NC State, uh, Clemson. It's just I don't know how I feel not about even Duke mentioning at all. SFA, really. just oh yeah, FSA. Dis- that's the worst one. My bad. But I would not argue that's the worst that one. I think Clemson. Would Clemson's be the, worst the worst one. one. Okay, well, that's I just one. I don't know. Duke has shown me this year that they can lose. They to have teams. a tendency to have bad losses. That is absolutely true. But don't you guys just feel like this is one of those Coach K teams that flies under the radar in the regular season, turns it up? No, no, I absolutely do not. You've been saying that all year, and I have not gotten that vibe. Well, just wait till March. I feel like more. That's more Kentucky right now than Duke. Yes. Well, I, I also that make that point, and that gets us into our next game: eight Kentucky on the road. At Texas A&M, sixty-nine to sixty. Kentucky's been winning by like six to ten points each game. Which, and according to totally you, are fine. close losses. Am yeah, I right? It can be, but <laughs> but when you do it for a long but span of time, you quickly in this game. Eight for twelve from thirty three. points. Thirty Ooh, points. That's nice. The guard, the guard play of Kentucky is just gonna. It's gonna get them far. Absolutely. Is that is that agreed upon? Absolutely, this is agreed upon. And Nick Richards is rise. Auburn finally gets a win. Bounces Good to see a coral back. Yeah. At home against Ole Miss, sixty-seven to fifty-eight. 
Auburn played great defense this game. Only 24 points in the first half. That's what they were missing with Okoro. He's the best defender they got. But he wasn't even the key player this game. Austin Wiley with a double-double with 15 points and 11 boards. Austin Wiley is, like, sneaky good for Auburn. Sneaky important, I would say. Because, really, he's the only big guy I'd say they play. Mm -hmm. A lot of those guys are kind of stretch forwards. Lanky can shoot, like, and and Fernie Macklemore or whatever. Um... But he's really that guy's big decently guy. big, isn't he? Yeah, he's pretty big. But I'm saying like he's still like a stretch. He yeah. hangs out on the three point line. So he's really the only Austin Wiley's the only guy that'll go down low and uh beat people up in the post. So he's an important player for them. Uh definitely. And then we have Iowa at Michigan State, eighteen at twenty four. Uh, if you thought Iowa was going to win this game, you're a clown. Like, I've watched Iowa basketball. I knew, <laughs> I knew they weren't going to win this basketball game. Uh, it looked promising for a little bit, but then they kind of just broke your heart at the end. So, But, I mean, this was all about the big men for Iowa. That's where they got their production this game. Creener with 18 and Garza with 20. I'd argue that Garza did not have one of his better games. Xavier Tillman did a really good job on him when he was in Second the game. Yeah, 0 for 5 from 3. That is not what you usually see from Luka Garza. He's usually knocked down from 3. The stats were like a complete 180 with Tillman in versus Tillman out. Also, crazy. a fact on Michigan State, they are now they were 0 and 9 entering in or entering this game when they trailed at half and this was their first win when they trailed at half. That's interesting. Another good game for your boy, Rocket I mean, Watts. And the key player, me and Alex love him, Rocket Watts. Yeah. Best name in college basketball. Yeah, Never gets I, I 100% agree. Uh, but, you know, Cassius and Xavier Tillman, good duo. Uh, Aaron Henry, he stepped up to the two key players, Rocket Watts and Aaron Henry for Michigan State. If you guys, I don't know, do you guys agree with that? Behind Cassius and Xavier. Yeah, I was going to say, does that well, mean, I mean they, excluding they seem, Xavier no, Tillman? No, they seem pretty consistent at this yeah, point. Yeah, okay. So you take then, the, I, then I agree. Take the given. and But, yeah, not too good a guard play. Uh Bakari Evelyn, one for five from three, not what we saw from the last game. Still, still nine points. Still a good game, though, yeah. Still nine points, so he contributed. But, I mean, Cordell Pemsel also not doing He's too hot. But, you know, the guard play just wasn't there for Iowa. Going to get C.J. Frederick back next game, hopefully. Yeah, he's, I heard he's about that. big piece. He, he yeah. was ruled out again. Um, other than that, not much to say other than bad game for Luca Garza has 20 points and nine rebounds. So... <laughs> That's if that's not a wooden player of the year, then I don't know what is. And apparently he's coming back next year. Xavier at home against DePaul gets it done 78-67. I feel like some, some of us picked DePaul here on Monday. I was not I one of those can people. tell you I assuredly I did not. Did not as well. Well, Xavier gets it done. <laughs> Hopefully they move into that 8-9 matchup. Just just for me. But then we get into some action in the MAC. Oh, this one hurts. Akron loses big on the road at Bowling Green. 78-60. The zips. Was I the long zips person are kind of falling off. Bowling Green. Yeah, I don't know if we picked this game. We, we did. did. Pick this I game. picked. Okay. Well, you had Akron. Akron. We had Akron. I picked the zips as well. I picked Bowling Green the last time these yeah, two the teams last played. Time. Okay, so I'm getting mixed up. But Bowling Green is the other team in the MAC that could really make some noise in March Madness. I agree. I think the zips are more falling. We hype up Bowling Green. Is, Bowling Green. Is yeah, we hype up the zips because it's a cool team name. Yep. But. Bowling Green is another team to look out for. Akron shot. Akron was 5 of 35 from 3 this game. Okay, so they rely on the 3 ball. They <laughs> that that could be good in March, though, for an, upset, for an upset. <laughs> That's the definition of shoot to get hot, shoot to stay hot. Yeah. In that game, they did, they did not never get, get hot. hot. <laughs> so, I mean, both these teams are 21-7. and seven. When Bowling Green played at Akron, they actually lost by 15 points. And when Akron played mm-hmm. at Bowling Green, lost by 18. So, it's really going to be a close one in the finals on the MAC there, which I believe will come down to those two teams. Um... In other action, we have Kansas State at two Baylor. Baylor with a dominating performance. 
again. But this time they actually put, the num- they put up the numbers. Uh, not their classic 8-12 to 12 point win. They won 85-66 to 66 at home. So, I mean, it was a good team. I believe it was uh, Matthew Mayer that had a really big game off the bench for them. Yeah, that's yeah. the guy with, like, uh, the little really swoopy hair. Yeah, he, he's got cool hair. Uh, he could be key down the stretch for them. That's true. Bench points are always big for any team down the stretch. Got to have them. Uh, then we have the upset of the day. 22 Texas Tech at Oklahoma. Oklahoma gets it done. 65-51. to 51. Oh. Brady Manick and company. Texas Tech. Oh, my God. Their offense. Yeah, we pitiful. <laughs> We've Pitiful. gone over Texas Tech quite a bit this podcast, so I don't want to get into it too much. But this could be the game that gets Oklahoma in the tournament. 33% from the field from <clears> Texas Tech. I can't Tech. believe Jemias Ramsey put up a goose egg. That's unbelievable. Well, he had a goose egg on field goal attempts in the first half. <laughs> Texas Tech got absolutely dominated this game. They shot 33% from the field, 33% from three. Uh, they got out-rebounded 43-29. to 29. That's the key stat right there. Oh. That's the key stat I was going to mention that you think I mean, did. geez, like... Just and Oklahoma, Oklahoma was moving the ball too. Well, yeah, I mean Christian, the emergence of Christian yeah. Doolittle has really put this team back in the bubble conversation. The forward dynamic duel. It almost kind of looked like gym class when the teacher tells you you have to pass it to like Three. five different people before you <laughs> shoot. shoot. That was Oklahoma. They were just whipping that thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, big loss in between for an in-state rivalry. NC State at North Carolina. NC State will not make the tournament anymore. North Carolina yeah. wins at home, eighty-five to seventy-nine. Loss. Chapel Hill. Charlie, you call this one? Yeah, I, I don't know what to tell you. NC State is physically unable to win when they're playing North Carolina. Like, it's just, it's kind of and like, a, set. it's a spell that has been cast upon them. Well, and normally, in previous, probably the last 20 years, that would be expected. Oh, and North Carolina's going to beat North Carolina State. But yep. this year, that's a when terrible loss. UNC's like 10 and 17 entering the game. That's a terrible loss. Yeah. Can't uh, let that happen. Just got to be proud to announce this one. SMU and the Ponies beat Memphis at home. Let's go, baby. I'm going to give you a slight let's go and nothing else. Yes. I'm going to hit you with another crazy stat. This one may or may not be crazier than the West Virginia one. Oh, brother. Memphis had more turnovers than made field goals. <laughs> that is just laughable. <laughs> that is That's so laughable. Hilarious. 21 to 18. So it wasn't even by like one. It was by three. That is not a recipe that's going to get me when you game the March. I mean, <laughs> that is if, not a recipe that is going to attract Jalen Green. I'm sorry, Memphis content on Instagram. <laughs> Memphis, 24% from three, continue to be the worst three-point shooting team in college basketball. I'm convinced. But what's funny is that that 21 turnovers and SMU won by five. SMU's still a good team. I don't care. Don't still, discredit your hard opinion. disagree. Hard, hard disagree. That's hard disagree. They're nineteen and eight. Twenty-one turnovers. And they they're, won by five. They're gonna get in the that tournament. Is, they're gonna make a run. Not in the tournament. That's like, like an AAC, extra like an fifteen AAC. possessions they have <laughs> minimum. They got it done at home against a Memphis team that was playing better basketball than they had been. So don't take don't take too much away or don't take like don't nothing too away much into from it. this. Don't. don't yeah, I mean. But then, much in this game. Charlie, I'm Please. sorry. The first time you picked Alabama when they lost, um, Mississippi State beats them at home, 80 73. Alex is a happy guy. I believe Mississippi State's on the right side of the bubble as of right now. Speaking of teams that are on the right side of the bubble, Utah State wins big at home against San Jose State, 94 to 56. Wow, they've been streaking. Do we think Utah State is kind of hitting the stride? They're looking thought, spooky now. They're looking, they're looking like a potential spooky good team. team. No, not good. Especially spooky. with Nemius Kata healthy now. Yeah, if we're talking about... Listen, we're, let's go back to the mailbag. We're talking about teams that are unranked that could make a sneaky run in March. 
Let's throw Utah State in that consideration. Yeah. Okay, that's a run. That's a run. That's a the, the thing is that it's tough to say what a run. Let's say they're a seven through ten sweet, seed, sweet sixteen or more. A seven through ten seed, and they upset a one or a two seed, and then they beat Duke. Uh, it could happen. I don't. Understand. It could. Maybe. I'm not. I'm not ready to hop on. I'm not con- ready to hop on. They beat their conference rival SDSU. I couldn't see that one. If that happens, then I'm. I'm open. To, I'm open to possibly hopping on. Not okay. yet though. I need I'm, to see I'm, matchups. I'm, I'm open to it. I'm considering the options. Yep. I will commit Decision later. unmade. Decision unmade. Hold the uh, phone. Utah State outscored San Jose State 51-14 to 14 in the first half. To 14. <laughs> to 14. <laughs> so who they put in the second half? The water boys? <laughs> That's embarrassing. As a Division oh, One program, San Jose State. They had a 37-point Bobby, Bobby lead at half. The game. A 37-point lead at half. How is that possible? That's, that's like Zags versus garbage opponent kind of thing. Wow. That's unbelievable. I mean... Team that's starting to not be as convincing from the Mountain West. San Diego State. Yes. Down at half to Colorado State, 36-34, was close the whole game. Colorado State was up with four minutes or like four to five minutes left. San Diego State wins by six points at home against Colorado State. That is not convincing. Not do we do we smell a little bit of a skid? I don't know, but Malachi Flynn and Matt Mitchell both had good games. So. Uh, Malachi Flynn went for 14 from the field. He so did lead the team in scoring. 17 points. I'll give you that. <laughs> you can't say it's a bad game, then. Matt Mitchell also played well with 15 points. But, but then it, they're a dynamic duo. Games like these, though, it doesn't make me hop off. Yeah. But just the but fact it that it's me, back-to-back, and it, it, it makes could snowball. me worry a little bit. It could snowball. I'm not going to sit here and say they'll it's get true. upset by Xavier in the second round of March Madness. But I'm saying that they might not make a final <laughs> four. But I'm saying that they might, stuff. yeah, but I'm saying that, you know what, they're, they could lose this. their final four hopes are not maybe what I thought they were. Yeah. They're still a very, very, very good team. And they're still a one seed. They're still a good team. I don't think they're a final four team. Yeah, I think they fine. still have that potential, potential in them. Am I going to pick it? They need to unlock yeah. something. That moves us to Wednesday's games. St. John's at 12, Nova. Nova wins 71-60 at home. Nova, Nova's... Sneaky consistent right now. They are. I agree. They're one of the most consistent teams that are outside like the top five right now. This reminds me of the team that won it all a little bit. The way that they, because the team that won it all was a two seed. They do not have the talent that they did. Obviously, they, did. they don't have like Jenkins, Archie, Diacono, but the way the way that they're playing in the regular season. Mr. Big East, what are your thoughts on Villanova? Not at all. Not the I, same team at all. They kind of just keep rolling. Jay Wright's got them playing like they're not talking. They're not getting the hype. But they're coasting right now. They'll probably get in as a three seed, win a few games. I could see them reaching possible ceiling at the Final Four. Yeah, I tend to agree with that. I think that their ceiling is the national championship. Bold. Being 100% honest. Slightly bold. Uh, but then we have Rutgers at 16, Penn State. Charlie, you talked a bit about this game. Penn oh State pulls God. it out 65-64 at home. Almost. This game is made me so mad. I mean... Rutgers was down 21 at one point in this game. Came all the way back. Took Geo Baker hit a clutch shot with about 40 seconds left. I don't know how he made this shot. To take the lead by two. Penn State goes on the court, and it's like Rutgers just isn't even playing defense. <laughs> Miles Dredd hits the dagger three, like I had Trey said. Ball. And then the final possession for Rutgers was maybe the worst final possession I've seen in my life. They had no idea what they were doing out there. They didn't even let Geo Baker touch the ball. It, it was who a, shot it? Who shot it? Did Ron Harper get to touch the ball either? No, it was a, it was the well, guy with like, it was a guy with like braids. Oh, totally forget his name. Like not a bad player, but was it Miles you, Johnson? Uh, no, no, the not Miles guy? Johnson. No, no, not the big guy. No, Yaboa. 
Yeah, not, it's probably I don't not know you. who it not was. You, I don't, he's not. Well, I apologize. It was not the guy. Where but the it was not Joe been. Baker, who's like Joe Baker did not have a good game. Let me just say that, and he is both the most frustrating, but at the same time most clutch player in all college basketball. Joe Baker was chucking up bricks for almost the entirety of that game, but he hit the clutch shot with forty seconds left. And when you're on that last possession and you need to make a buzzer beater, you want the ball in his hands. And they, he didn't even touch it. Well, how about Isaiah Brockington off the bench for Penn State? Good guard play coming from Penn State this game. Miles Dredd with 11 hitting the clutch shot. And that assist was from Isaiah Brockington, who had 16 points and 5 rebounds. And, guard off the bench. And this game was ever more important for Rutgers because this would have got them their, yeah, second, road win. their second road win. Signature, signature road and win. It, it, I mean... It would have been signature though. Penn State's a very quality team, and they think they've lost uh, once at home. I think just a bad yeah, yeah. Just they, Badgers, I think yeah. I mean, Rutgers has only lost once at home, but when you're like one and nine on the road, no, I'm saying Penn State's only lost once at home. I'm pretty sure. Oh, Penn State has or once or twice. It's not much. I don't know. They have not lost much at home, but they're very good. Mm-hmm. It really would have helped Rutgers' chances of seeding or even getting in the tournament had they won this game. Uh, speaking of big comebacks and choking at the end, let's talk about Virginia and Virginia Tech. Cavaliers get it done at Virginia Tech, their rival, 56-53. Had a big lead most of the game, but Virginia Tech comes back, takes a lead with about three minutes left in the game, and then gives it up. Kihei Clark. <laughs> big time three. Oh, I just really dislike Kihei Clark. Just Explain. Like, I don't know. I respect him. There's something about him. Like... They're just a, there's one play from a <laughs> He's a grinder, bro. He's, he's another one. He's, he's a midge. He's a, he's a midge. <laughs> He's another player that's kind of like Joe Baker. He can both be really frustrating, but at the end of the day, you want him taking that last shot. Yeah, Diakite. For a bad team, though. Diakite had a good game with 19 points. Uh, staying in the ACC, Cusmo goes on the road to the zoo and wins handsomely, 72-49. to Cusmo back on the bubble for you guys, or no? No. I have nothing not to say yet. about that game. Not yet. Not yet, not but you're, you're open to consideration. I am not actually no. open to consideration. Um. Moving into some uh, A-10 play. VC loses on the road to UMass. My God, are their stonks going <laughs> ever more down. What happened, VCU? VCU is a joke. First and 10, punt. Yes. <laughs> What's going on right now? Yes, I will punt on VCU as well. But then we get into the SoCon. ETSU gets a big win at Wofford, 60-54. to UNC Greensboro can't win at home against Furman in the big matchup for who would be second in the conference. Uh, Furman wins 81-67. to Talk about your SoCon teams, Charlie. The cream is rising to the top of the SoCon right now. It's going to be Furman versus um, Furman ETSU vers- in the SoCon final. And for if Furman wins, and ETSU wins out for the rest of the regular season games, which I don't think they I think they I will. think they will. I think they, I'm, I'm, I was going to say I don't think they won't do, but that would have been a double negative. So they that would have been confusing. Will. <laughs> they will. Correct. It could maybe be a two-bit SoCon. That would be that's tough to say. Wesley is hopping on board. No, if, I am not. If, if <laughs> that's the case, if that's the case, if ETSU wins out and loses in the final. to Furman in the final game, there will be a two bid SoCon. Thank you, Alex, and I trust you because you are the bracketologist of the group. Um, then we have Northwestern State as at SFA. SFA wins ninety fifty nine. How about your Jacks, Charlie? Well, Luke, um, I'm glad you pointed out this game because according to you, SFA can't win by like more than six points. Well, it's about time. Well, how do you like them apples? Okay, I, I like they them just apples. Won by 31. I like to see mid-major teams succeed. Kavon Harris got to throw it in there. He went five or six from three. Bucket of chicken. He's the bucket. He is. Uh, then we move on to Evansville at UNI. Evansville's 
been terrible ever since that one upset to Kentucky. UNI wins by 20. Kind of, kind of a big bounce back win for them because they started to lose. Uh, but Georgetown at Marquette. Marquette wins 93-72 to at home. Luke, can I just like... I, t- I already admitted I was wrong, dude. And I said it was a bad pick. Okay, thank you. Also, you you want to hammer the nail that's already all the way into the wood? I will in a second. Don't strip but Charlie, screw, you please. talked about Oklahoma moving the ball. Marquette had 23 assists on 34 made field goals. That that's, is absurd. That's really good. And Marcus Howard, supposedly the guy that can only score, correct, Luke? As according to you on the last podcast. Marcus Howard, 30 points, 7 assists, 5 boards, 2 turnovers. This is a rare occasion from the Phillies. 10 of 16 from the It's a rare occasion. It's a rare occasion. There's always fluke games. Once in a blue moon. Not a rare Once in a blue moon, Marcus Howard gets assists. Number 9, Maryland at Minnesota. The biggest choke job I've seen maybe this season by Minnesota right here. They were. I would agree with that. They were unbelievable. Paint the audience a picture. They were big the whole game. The barn was... Was bopping. Uh, Oturu was rolling. He finished with a double double, by the way, twenty eight and eleven. Um, they trailed the last time they trailed in this game before Anthony Morcel hit the shot with two seconds left. Deep three, a deep, deep three, three. They had to, nothing going to send to send Maryland slush. ahead. The last time they trailed was eighteen fourteen in the first half. Wow, which is it's unbelievable. But Minnesota could not hit free throws down the stretch. They had a chance to ice the game. Missed the front end times. of a one-on-one. Yeah, missed the front end of a one-on-one a couple of times. And then they paid the price. I mean, this was Minnesota's last gasp for air. Like, they were almost... And that would a huge win. That would Humongous. Been a huge win. Mm-hmm. Yes. I would like to read off just a quick string of text. First off, I say, Luke, why did you pick Georgetown? He says, I don't know. But then he says, how about Minnesota, though? 30 minutes later, Minnesota just pulled off the biggest yeah. job I've ever seen. Because Luke did, in fact, pick Minnesota to win this How game. How about Minnesota, though, at the time? They were up by he's like, 18 he's like, points. He's I like, just hey. found it kind of amusing. He's like, I might have picked Georgetown, but I got Minnesota right. Little did he know. I mean, Oturu was the only guy who was even hitting free throws. He was like 6 for 6 from the yeah, line, I Oturu, think. Oturu was really good this game. Um, we also have LSU at Florida. Chomp, chomp, Gators, Swamp. Florida wins by 15 at home. That's a dominating win. And that, that's what kind of scares me about Florida's going to get into March Madness. It's because... They will. Well, I got them on the 9 line right now. And that, that's what scares me about LSU is because they can't stop anything. If they're down 10 at half, the odds they come back are low. Because they were scoring like every possession, but so was Florida. Yeah. Skylar Mays had a very off, unusual Skylar Mays game. Three points only. Yeah. That's that very not, not Skylar Mays like. The rest of the season. He'll score, but, he scores 15. I mean, almost every night. Thoughts on Florida come March Madness. I mean, this is kind of a classic Mike White team. We gave him a lot of heat at the start of the year for being a bad coach. I still kind of don't think he's maybe. He would definitely not be my first choice as coach. But this is kind of his tendency. He kind of heats up as the season goes along. His team starts to play better. I don't think they win their game in March. I think they lose the first round. Yeah. Okay. Although last year they won the first. But they got a generous matchup against Nevada, who's not that good of a team. So yeah. well, The whole be, reason they beat be LSU is because of Keontae Johnson. I'm pretty sure he did not miss a field goal in the first half. <laughs> and he was like 7 or 7 or 8 for 8 in the field. Which uh, is insanely impressive. And Notre Dame picks up a win on the road at Boston College, 62-61. Moving into Thursday... Games to look forward Games to. Games to look forward to, which is today, by the way. Wisconsin at 19, Michigan. I like Michigan at home in this one. Michigan's going to Wisconsin, if it was at the Kohl Center, say, maybe, a different, maybe a different story. I'm going to take the Wolverines in this one, unfortunately. Yeah, I'm going to be taking Michigan as well. Uh, staying in the Big Ten, Indiana at Purdue. Battle for the state of Indiana in the Big Ten. I think Purdue might dr- <sighs> drub Indiana at Mackey Arena. They're just going to 
they're, the roof's going to come off. It's going to be another 30-point win, and then they're going to lose by what? 15 next games? Yeah. I hope they do because they play Rutgers next. Oh, well, then that'd be a win-win, it looks like. Then. Yeah. All you guys got Purdue in this one? Yeah. I'm thinking personally. I, I have this is more of like a hope I think I'm going to take Indiana. Hope that thing, I would agree. <laughs> Indiana coming off two straight wins. I think they pick up three in a row. I can very well see that. Indiana's starting to play very good basketball. Uh, Toreros at three zags. <laughs> I mean, anyone picking the you know, Toreros? I just, I just had to throw it out there because the meme team. So they're back in action, boys. They are back. Z- zags by sixty, probably. <laughs> <laughs> Last time they played, they were up like fifty-five to ten yeah. and a half. So it yeah. was close. <laughs> it was close. <laughs> they were getting there. Um, Twenty-three Ohio State at Nebraska ball. Uh, I think Ohio State is going to continue to roll. Their ranking is going to keep going up. Agreed. Uh, we have Oregon State at 14 Oregon in-state rivalry. Is, does Oregon like continue to kind of fade and lose this game? Is this game worrisome for them? Every game's worrisome for Oregon because that's just kind of their MO. And I believe they lost the Civil War last time, right? They did. I mean, I'm going to take them in this one, but to say that they're automatically going to win, it's not fair. It would, be a farce. it would be a farce. It would be. Uh, and then also Pac-12 after dark at 10 o'clock. This is a big game for the bubble. Arizona yes. State at UCLA. Yes. No, people would not be thinking this. Everyone needs to watch ago. this game. But this, this game is, is huge. huge. Mick Cronin has single-handedly it's not on TV at all. brought his team back. Yeah, it's on the, the Pac-12 picture. network, so if you get that channel, UCLA lucky. is on a five-game winning streak, and I think they make it six tonight. I agree. I do, too. And they will – if they win this you. one, I think – they might sneak into the tournament. I think it puts them inside the bubble if they win. I agree. Yeah. ASU is barely out of the rankings, and that would be a huge win if UCLA does end up winning this game, but I'm going to take ASU in this game. Okay. Randy, Randy Martin. Martin. Going against right. the grain. I think, I think Bill Walton's on this game, too. That so. would be phenomenal. Oh, that's going to make Hopefully. the game. That makes the game even better. Um, makes every game better. Yes. Uh, then moving on to Friday night, we have Davidson at number four, Dayton. Davidson has, has had a bad season. But they've played good teams tough before. They played Auburn really tough at the beginning of the season. And Auburn could probably compete with Dayton, if we're being honest here. Mm-hmm. Dayton's a good team, not saying they wouldn't win. But is this a trap game for Dayton or no? Nope. 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 But it's crazy to see a good team playing on Friday night. This is rare. Yeah, normally it's only Ivy League Ivy action. Ivy League. Is there a lot of Ivy League action as well? Oh, the yes. big Ivy League game is Penn at Yale. Give me Penn. You got the... <laughs> You got the best Ivy League team going yep. up against the at home. The best Ivy League third team. best Ivy League team at home, and the best team Yale is going to pull it out. Yep, handily. Okay, I, I think I think Penn wins on the road because I'm I'm oh so done God. with Yale. I yeah, just, that's that's war. Right. No, is, no respect. This is actually war. This is, whole, this is the, actually getting close. In to the, war. I would in, agree. The whole, in the whole Yale versus Harvard battle, yes. this needs to be settled soon. Like it's going to get bad if it doesn't. Maybe in the next Harvard versus Yale game, the Ivy League championship, the the students will run oh, yeah. to the court and have another climate strike. How? <laughs> what a what a what a keep it together, keep it together here, what buddy. A bitch move, like keep come on. Now. <laughs> but then we move on to Saturday's games. Uh, we have Providence at number twelve, Villanova. The Friars kind of need this one at sixteen and twelve. Do they get it done? I don't really see it. I don't think so either. I, like I think Nova Nova's Nova's feeling it. Mm-hmm. I got Nova in this one as well. Yeah, I want to pick the Friars. Uh, yeah, it's tempting. It's very tempting. Nova at home is tough. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we have 16 Penn State at 18 Iowa. Big one in the Big Ten. This is a huge game. I think, Iowa, I think Iowa wins because CJ Frederick's probably going to come back. For if he one. does, give me I Iowa. will be picking Iowa as well. 
I like Iowa with or without Frederick in this Wow. Game. And last time I was at Carver Hawkeye, oh, what an experience. It was bumping, probably. It was bumping. I'll be taking Penn State in this game, though. Mm. I think Lamar Stevens is a huge game. Not national player of the year game, but I think he has a big game. I mean, yeah, I think I think Maybe if he drops fifty. I think his matchup. I think his matchup might be Joe Wieskamp, though, which is one of Iowa's better defenders. So we'll okay. see. Um, but we also have in-state rivalry. Shaka Smart in Texas going on the road to twenty-two Texas Tech. Texas Tech gonna pop off this game. I feel it. I feel it too because a, they can't yeah. skid <laughs> for an explosion. Two in for yeah. an explosion, probably Texas, ninety. Texas is gonna feel the juggernaut. Yeah, <laughs> I'm feeling ninety in this game. Yeah, Shaka doesn't even need to win this game. He already got his signature win. He's so. got he's got a job for the next eight years after that win. <laughs> he's locked in. Pitt at NC State. NC State, believe it or not, still a bubble team at seventeen and eleven, even after that bad loss to UNC. Outside looking in, yes, but if they lose this one, they're for sure done. Are we on agreement yes. with that? Yeah, 100%. Do they lose this one, though? No. No. Just because they're not at the zoo, right? Correct. All right, and then we have number one and number two in action. Number one, Kansas at Kansas State. It's a rivalry. Kansas State sucks, but... Maybe we'll see some more chairs thrown. Oh, yes. You know, <laughs> oh, yes. Remember the last, time, yeah, the last time they played. Um, Allen Fieldhouse they got a little rowdy. Yeah, it got very rowdy towards the end of the game. Um, I think that this is going to be a chippy game, so that's the only reason it might be fun to watch. For yeah, the chippiness. A few punches, maybe. <laughs> Never know. Number two, Baylor playing at Horned Frogs. Medium <laughs> How rare. do we like him? We like him medium rare. <laughs> medium rare. Uh, I don't like him good for this one. I like Baylor. I like the Bears. I like Baylor by 25 to 30. I like him by 35. Woo! <laughs> I'll, just, I'll just go with 20. Uh, then we have six, Florida State at Clemson. Clemson has been known to have spooky home matchups. Spooky tendencies, but they're not winning this game. It's going to be really close, but I think Florida State's going to pull it out at It'll be closer than people think, end. just looking at the records. Uh, we have Akron at Buffalo. Buffalo's in third in the MAC. Little MAC shin right what here. If, what if Akron loses this game? Does that make... At the end of the day, none of this matters, though, because it's just Akron's tournament. not getting in at large. Like They need to win their conference yeah. tournament yeah. to get into March Madness. Buffalo did win at Akron's place early exactly. in the season. Yeah. So, this is all for seeing... This if, is... Theoretically, being yeah. able to win the tournament. It's all for kind of getting like a temperature gauge on these mid-major teams. Big one in the Big East. Uh, David sent this in. 13 seed in Hall at Marquette. I said Marquette's going to win, and I do believe that firmly. I like Marquette in this one. Senior night for Marcus Howard. They're not, they, if they lose that, that is just a disgrace. Who are you taking, Wes? I'm going Marquette. Oh. I'm making it four. Oh, wow, listen, I know that's really bold. That's really bold. Senior night is very important to the players. I would agree. Marcus Howard and Sakar does not want to lose on his senior night. Our two night. best players. Yeah. Last home game. I can't believe all four in agreement on Marquette. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, Especially against the top. Marquette's top probably going to be favored in this game, though. Um. Yeah, it's gonna, it's gonna maybe by a point, maybe by like a point. It's gonna, it's gonna be mostly a pickup. Yeah, though, uh, so. big big ranked matchup here. Fifteen Auburn at eight Kentucky. Little SEC action. Give me Kentucky at home. Give me Kentucky by fifteen plus. Let's go. I'm gonna be taking Kentucky in this one as well. Kentucky's guard play. I'm gonna be taking Kentucky too. I know it's lame. Yeah. Two straight games, we're all picking the same team. But I believe Auburn. I took Auburn last yeah. game versus mm-hmm. Kentucky, and Auburn yeah. did win. Um, but I don't see at it right Kentucky, now. yeah, I don't see it. Uh, and then we have. Is this going to be another upset? I think it will be. I Oklahoma think... at 20 West Virginia. Give me Oklahoma. Boomer Sooner. Boomer Sooner. It, wait, wait, where, where, where is it at? Because that West is... West Virginia. Okay, then I'm going to take 
I'm gonna Bob take Huggins West team. Virginia, ah. and it's gonna look it's their net's gonna go up, and they're gonna look like a better team, but they're not good. And then they're gonna I draw can, like a lot. I can SFA see that happening. March Madness, <laughs> boom! I can Don't see that. Harris slides in. Thirty-five. <laughs> I I can see that happening, but I I really think this Oklahoma team is starting to get hot right now. Uh, UNC at Cuse mode. Cuse mode. If they win this game, seventeen twelve, they're gonna keep winning. I, I frankly don't think that this is a minute, too relevant of a game. Yep, but the I book comment see. does not need to be overpassed. If they I win this game, they will keep winning. <laughs> they're, then they're going to keep winning after. I think oh. if they win this game, it's going to set up a precedent right. to go on. Is it bold that I'm going to pick UNC in this one? No, not too bold. But that's hilarious to say. I think Cole Anthony is just going to be splashing everywhere on the Q zone. I'm not going to pick a winner just in this gonna, game, personally. <laughs> slice and dice through that zone. Yeah, I'm, I don't feel the need to zone. pick a winner in that one. Uh, we have seven Duke at Virginia. Upset alert. Give me the Cavaliers. Never. I'm, no. taking, the I, I, I'm taking the Blue Devils. Who's going to score for Virginia in this one when Trey Jones is Look, starting Kihei Clark? Kihei Clark's going to score in this one. On Trey, Trey Jones. Jones. Braxton Key. Okay. He's going to step it up. At least you didn't say Kihei Clark. Or Mamade Dikite, who will be on Vernon Carey. Uh, this one's for Charlie Lamar at SFA. SFA keeps rolling. SFA by 17. Kevon Harris, have any Kevon Harris is going to drop 20 Alex, points. Alex wants to pick and, against And this is a game I don't feel like picking away. And Calgary's <laughs> is going to have 11 off the bench. So If Calgary's has 11 off the bench, that's a snipe right there. That's a, <laughs> yeah, that's a snipe right there. He actually does. Uh, we have DePaul at Butler. Does Butler lose another one? Nah, this is a free nah. win, man. DePaul is so bad. Paul, Paul Reed's going to give Butler some problems, so he'll probably go for like 20 and 15. That's fair. DePaul is such an athletic team. like They just can't put it together. It's kind of disappointing. It's their coach. He needs to go. George Mason at Duquesne. If Duquesne wins this one, they're 20 and 8. And I think they're back in the bubble conversation if they win. Mm-hmm. Just because I, 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 they need to win the conference tourney. And, and then that will not happen. happen. Because Dayton will be winning the conference <laughs> and tourney. Here, Unless here, their whole team just folds. Like... <laughs> In the championship game. Here's an, here's an upset that I see happening, and this is what I thought San Diego State's only loss would have been all year, but UNLV kind of spoiled that. Five San Diego State on the road at Nevada. I think Nevada wins this one. I don't think it's going to happen at Nevada, but it could happen against Utah State. I would, love to, I would love to see San Diego State go down. In the I would love to see it. I think it could happen in the turn. I don't think they're going to lose. I see the, SDSU winning this game. I don't though. think they're going to lose the rest of the regular season, but I could see them maybe somehow in the tournament. I Honestly, anything's possible right now, given yeah. the way they've looked their the last two games. games. That's fair. Fair to say. Uh, we have a big rematch in the Big Ten. 24 Michigan State at number 9 Maryland. I'm taking the Terrapins in a bounce-back win here. They won the last Oh, one. against Rutgers. Yeah, yeah. Or no, not a... Oh, I thought you were talking about against Michigan State. Oh, no, no, no. No, because remember Anthony Cowan hit those big threes down the stretch, came yeah. back. Yeah. So, Michigan State's out for blood in this game, but... Whew, After that close, close win against Minnesota, I think... I got Terrapins winning this one at home. I like Sparty in this one. Aaron Henry and Rocket like Watson. I like Sparty in this game. one as well. I, I like Mar- Maryland. I mean, you say I never give him any love. It's a fair, cri- love. It's a fair criticism, but yeah, here's, here's some love. love. <laughs> uh, some more mid-major action. We have Murray State at Austin P. Hosting Austin P. Hosting Austin P. Alex, I know you've been liking Austin P. as of late. I like Murray State in this one, but I think Austin P. is going to win their conference tourney and... Probably be a 16 seed, get ran out of the gym. No, they won't 30. be a 16 seed. 16 seeds will be a lot worse than Austin P. Austin P would be a 15. There are some conferences that 
Our Horizon League we've ever discussed on this podcast. Horizon that will be 16 seeds. Yes, like the conference, like UT Rio Grande. Like, <laughs> come on now. All right. Uh, but we have Arizona State at USC, 19 and 8, and 19 and 9. Arizona State in Another this one. Big no? bubble, big bubble match. Sneaky important. Pack I think Arizona there. State wins this yeah. one after I, a bounce back from UCLA. Yeah, I'm thinking. I'm taking ASU two games in a row, UCLA and at USC. I'm then, gonna take USC and ASU loses two in a row. Then wow. we move into the WCC. We have Gonzaga and St. Mary's. St. Mary's at number three, Gonzaga. Uh, Alex, you want to pick St. Mary's again? Mm, probably not. It really came and bit me in the ass last time after yep, St. Mary's right. lost by 30. That's right. You got so, that right. And now I'm, I'm going to pick Gonzaga. In and now they are playing in Spokane. Not going to make the same mistake. Zags by 30. Yeah, Spokane. Ooh. 30? How about it? Bill, Bill Walton loves Spokane, by the way. <laughs> He's made several comments about how hard it is to play there. Um, Arizona at UCLA, another underrated game. I like Arizona on this one on the road. At Mick UCLA, I will take Mick, Mick Cronin's squad again. Yes, I'm going to take UCLA again after Arizona lost to UCLA by like 15 at home a few weeks ago. Then we move into Sunday. where We have, some, we have a pretty good Sunday slate here. Number 10, Creighton at St. John's kicks it off at 11 a.m. And Big East, did, does Creighton actually get upset here? Or does Creighton, like, are they really solid? I think, I think, I solid. think Creighton is what's, really solid. What's I think the this ceiling? is a potential trap game. Ceiling for Creighton? Do you, want, do you want the honest ceiling? Final national four. champions. I got final four ceiling. I see ceiling as national champions for wow. Creighton. Alex, you said this is a potential trap game? Potential trap game. Are you going to pick St. John's? Or are you going to wuss out? Give me the Johnnies. I love the Johnnies. Oh, the Johnnies. Wow. Okay. Uh, we also have Cincinnati at 25 Houston. Give you me know, the Cougs. I like, I like this is slit. Okay, this is biased, but give me the Cougs. I like my Bearcats on the road. That That's also, also biased. biased. That's also biased. Yes. So now we're going to the two unbiased people. <laughs> Actually, I'm biased by how much I hate Houston, and I will be taking loose Bearcats. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Alex, you're also kind of biased. You like Cincy. I'm going to pick Cincy. Yeah. <laughs> oh my That's God. three for Cincy. That was, that was kind of a whole whole-ass biased pick by every <laughs> single one all, of us. All four. Uh, we have Z- Xavier at Georgetown. Is this a game that Xavier would lose? It kind of is. but <laughs> Give me X. I think I just... Ma- McClung was in a boot last night. I okay, don't... yeah. Then yeah. give me X. don't think he's going to play, but Yurt might be back. I don't care. Seven. X. Um, then we have Indiana at Illinois. It's going to be a good one. But I like, Illinois. Ill- I like Illinois at home. I think they're going to get ranked again after this week. Roll Io. We move on. St. Louis at Rhode Island. Rhode Island loses this one. They're in serious trouble. Rhode ain't losing that one, though. Who, who do you guys have? Agreed. <laughs> I like, Rhode, I like Rhode, Rhode, Island. Rhode Island. Rhode Island. Okay, and then we have 19 Michigan at 23 Ohio State. One of the biggest rivalries in sports across mm-hmm. the nation. Ohio State won the first one. I don't think it happens again. I like Michigan in this one. I'm with you. I like I'm the, Buckeyes. the Buckeyes. Yes, sir. Buckeyes, Buckeyes at, at home. home. Buckeyes at home. Buckeyes aren't that good at home. Mich- and Michigan's been playing so good as of late. They're winning against Maryland, but disagree, Luke. Let us let us stay in the AAC for a sec. Wichita State at SMU. You know where I'm going. Oh. I'm riding the ponies, baby. Okay, I don't this... know if I've saddled up for a ride on the ponies before. You haven't. But I've been be on happy. it a lot of times. It's not that fun. We'd but be I'm, happy to have I'm going to hop on. Yes, sir. Just because I hate the Shockers yes, so much. Like... Eric Stevenson, the next coming of um, Ron Baker. No, he used no suck. cap. Yes. So hey, give me SMU. That's what Greg Marshall said. Those were not my words. I need you to know that. 
And I will still be taking Wichita State in this one. Like, are oh, you are you kidding me? Oh, that's a shocker. The the ponies, the wow. ponies. That was good, Luke. The I ponies are so it. bad. Like, <laughs> they're not making the tournament. Wichita the State are so bad. Their Wichita State is not good. So at least they have a chance at making the tournament. This is the hardest game I maybe have ever picked. These are two teams that just suck. I don't have any bias towards either team. But I'm selling up and I'm taking Yes, sir. That's what we like to hear. That is an objective opinion, by the way. Wait. Can yes. opinions be objective? It is, it's unbiased. Objective. Unbiased. Objective take. Objective take. Subjective. Yes. subjective. Right? Takes. Is that yes. how it works? Yeah, that's how it works. Uh, 21 Colorado at Stanford. If Stanford wins this one. This is kind of a good be Sunday. Big. That would be big. Because if Stanford wins both their games this week, then they're 21-9, and nine, and they're back in the bubble talk. Can I just mention the bot game that's going to occur? Nebraska hosting Northwestern. That's just <laughs> bot Big Ten games right there. Listen, if you want to watch entertainment, just tune into that game. Actually, please don't, because that's a terrible game. Just a recommendation uh, from my to, heart. Back to the Colorado game. I'm picking the buffs. Skull buffs. Skull buffs. Oh, yeah, of course. Stanford at home. Knowledge, baby. Tough place to play. Knowledge. No, not a tough place to play. Just knowledge. Well, um, Nebraska N stands for knowledge. Yes. Uh, Minnesota at Wisconsin. Minnesota whooped Wisconsin last time and played them. Does it happen again at the Kohl Center? It does no. not, and I'm going to be at this game. I will really? be attending this game, yes. Okay. I don't think it happens at the Kohl Center, though. Nope, it will not. I like Wisconsin. Give me Scotty. I like Scotty, too. And that wraps up our games to look forward to. All right. So this is a fun episode. Um... I mean, once again, how many days are left until Selection Sunday? Yeah, 17. 17. Okay, so you can definitely expect us to be coming out with episodes a little bit more consistent. Um, but until next time, this is Made in March. See ya.